made a great decision to join in the trenches with Dave Lapham brought to you by first star logistics, because our guest today is Bengals coach, Mark Duffner, a veteran of the national football league, a veteran of college football. I mean, his life, his football life has been touched by guys like Woody Hayes. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Marv Levy, Bobby Ross, the list goes on and on. And he's had a very, very impactful career with the Cincinnati Bengals on the defensive side of the football at Holy cross. All he did was go 60 wins, five losses in a tie in the five-year period as head coach at Holy cross. Mark, Mark Duffner has seen the good and the bad here with the Cincinnati Bengals in his time period. And it's, it's as good as it's ever been right now. And he knows that. And he talks about some of the reasons why Mark Duffner is a football encyclopedia. You're going to have some fun. Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapman, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming to you from our outstanding studios, and we have the man, an outstanding guest. This guy is not only a great football coach, but one of the finest human beings I've ever met in my life. And he is Bengals coach Mark Duffner, who the players adore. They love Duff. Every single player in that locker room is all about Mark Duffner. Coach, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. And it's a pleasure to be with you. So that let's talk about that that role um, first and foremost. And it's an important role. I mean, during the course of the season, a bunch of players, assistant coaches, everybody, it would be unsolicited. They'd just say, man, you heard, you should have heard Duff the night before the game. He was phenomenal amidst the message, the humor, the delivery. I mean, it's like, you know, I'd pay for that. I'd, I'd pay to watch that performance. He was spectacular. How, how, do you, uh, how do you muster that up every week, Coach? What, how, do you get that, how do you get that rolling every single week? Well, first of all, I I, uh, I appreciate when I do have an opportunity, the, op the opportunity given to me by Coach Taylor, if I have a chance to address the team in some fashion, and 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 you know I think that uh, shoot I just try to this is a great bunch of guys and a great team and a great bunch of coaches and anything I can do to try to help them or to assist them or to push them I'm going to do and so I uh, you know I've learned a lot from a lot of people I'm still learning and so. I try to impart any of that I can that I think uh, will fit the, the current climb or situation and and uh, make it work. So it's uh, uh, again, I'm thankful for the opportunities and and if anything helps, amen. You know, you make a great point about everybody that's uh, touched your life in terms of football, all the way back to high school. Bob Hardage, um, you know, the powerhouse that you were on, uh, Anatage, uh, Annadale, I should say, high school. And William and Mary, Marv Levy's your head coach. Bobby Ross recruits you. I mean, these guys are really, really outstanding football coaches. You're a graduate assistant with Woody Hayes at Ohio State for crying out loud. I mean, that that's a that's an unbelievable group of men that kind of molded the young Mark Nufter, Duffner as a as a player, and then eventually as a as a coach. Oh, uh, no, are you kidding me? I mean, <clears throat> to have a chance to play at my high school for Coach Hardage, and then to uh, be recruited by a number of schools, but have the chance to go to William Mary and be around coaches like Coach Holtz, also Lou Holtz, and yeah. others. And then 
the greatest thing in terms of getting a chance to start in coaching is to be with Coach Hayes, Woody Hayes, and his staff at Ohio State. I mean, you're, I, I, I still have to pinch myself and say, hey, did that really happen? I mean, and, and so, I mean, very, very fortunate. Uh, and I get a chance to go. I'm, I'm coaching at UC. I'm 23 years old. I'm a defensive coordinator there. If I'm not at Ohio State with with Coach Hayes, that doesn't happen. And I learned a lot in that time as a young coach. So right. and I get a chance to come to Cincinnati after I'm fired at Maryland and I'm coaching here in the NFL and, and have been doing it luckily for the last 26 years. So the good Lord has, uh, has blessed me. And, and, you know, so I've been very, very fortunate. Coach, your, your stay at Holy Cross is legendary. I mean, it's one of the greatest runs ever in the history of the sport. 60 wins, five losses and a tie. You won over 90% of your games in a six game stretch. The, the, the record that uh, has got the most blemishes on it is a nine and two season, <laughs> nine and two when you're nine, one and one, you know, uh, 10 and one or undefeated. Otherwise, a, unbelievable run. How did you, how did you get that put together? Well, as again, there's the good Lord, you know, it's a Jesuit school, number one. So we had a lot of priests praying and we elevated <laughs> towards the heavens. So I had a little bit of that help, but you know, we had, we had, I was lucky enough to assemble a great coaching staff many of which went on to be college head coaches or coach in the NFL or become a head coach in the NFL. So many, many guys that contributed to that. It was clearly a we mentality, but uh, we had, we had, uh, you know, a great uh, assistance from the president of the school, Father Brooks, the athletic director, Ron Perry, and then just our coaching staff. And then the players we got, they, they were helped us recruit great players. So you win with people and we won with people. I bet uh, when you have, reunions uh with that football team and the players and the coaching staff i i bet you guys it's almost like you know you, you pick right up where you left off it's like you just saw each other yesterday the bonds that were formed putting together uh an incredible six seasons like that has to be extraordinary and the those those bonds never break do they no it's you're you you hit it dead on i mean you, you, and if we didn't have that kind of a football family and uh, that we wouldn't have had those kind of successes, but those successes exist today. These guys were not only champions in, in their collegiate careers, but as I, and I am, I'm connected with almost all of them. And, and, and they're all champions today. And what they're doing is, as husbands, as, uh, as business people and, 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 you know, just they're doing a tremendous job. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tribute to the, the foundation that was established with that group and, and they carried on today. Segue into this football team. Is that the 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 character, the fiber you're talking about with respect to that run you had at Holy Cross with players and, and coaches? That it seems like that has been what you guys have built here in Cincinnati. I mean, we talked about it a lot during the course of the season. This football team is special in in the way that they interact with each other, you know, and how they not only respect each other, they like each other. And that's a, that's a powerful dynamic. And uh, they respect each other's talents, but they like each other as people and human beings. That stuff goes a long way, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, Dave. That's, that, that is the secret sauce. If you want, if you want, uh, want to say that it's, these guys love each other. And, and I will share with you that uh, I, in, my, in all my years in the NFL, I, I know that was a formula in college football that, if you've got a team that cares about each other and the coach, they know the coaches care and, and there's just genuine appreciation for one another, you got to fight and chance. Add that with talent and you're going to be pretty good. Uh, in my 
26 years in the NFL, this, the, the last two seasons, last year and this current season we just finished, I've never been with a team in the NFL that had that kind of genuine care, appreciation, and love for one another. And, I mean, they, they are here as long as we have the lights on. I mean, they're, whether they're hanging around, eating together, or, or uh, talking about things, or maybe they're playing ping pong or something, they genuinely want to be with each other. They spend the time, they prepare, and that coupled with talent. And, I, and again, I think it starts with Mr. Brown and Duke Tobin and his staff, Coach Taylor, everybody's been involved in the selection process of the people, not just the athlete, the people. And when you've got good people that incidentally happen to be uh, pretty good athletes, you've got a chance. And that's that is clearly what I've learned. Boy, that's an ingredient and you can do it in pro football. You know, unfortunately, the game um, didn't end up the way everybody had hoped in, in going on to the Super Bowl. But you're in the AFC championship game. And, you know, I remember it as a player. Um, when you lose in the playoffs, it's like falling off a cliff. I mean, all of a sudden it's over and it's over so quickly. And it's like, what the heck happened? Um, and then, you know, you go right to the exit interviews, like you were talking about and telling players uh, what you liked about them, what they need to work on and all, all of that, uh, all, all of that kind of thing. But the, the, the culture, the guys that are, their contracts are up every year. It's going to have a different look, a different makeup. We know that in, in professional football, but the players, every one of them, when we were talking to them in the locker room on Monday after the game, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, money's important. But I'm telling you, man, we want to win. And this place has a winning culture. It has a top five quarterback. It has this. I want to be back here. There's not. There wasn't one guy that was grousing about, you know, it was like, I want to be back here. The enthusiasm and everything was uh, was was pretty apparent in a, in a you know, a hard day, honestly, a very hard day for, for a lot of people. That speaks volumes too, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and again, that's, that's kudos to everybody involved, starting with the leader, Zach Taylor. I mean, there's no, that, that, that doesn't happen. You, you can feel when it's real and when it's phony and there's no right. phony in any part of this. And yeah, you're right. I mean, Monday, an abrupt change is the worst day of the season every year. And especially in years like this past one and the one a year ago, when, when there's so much good that's going on so much, love and so much success and just energy and to have it somebody you know have it just stop is is tough but what it clearly has done and 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 i i prefer to turn it into a positive we've gotten a good taste of what that's all about and we want more of it and so you know we want to be able to i i feel good about uh what i think our attitude is going to be moving forward what i know it's going to be and i think what it's going to be the hunger and the and the the drive to take that, that another step. Uh, and, and so, uh, in a way I, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm happy, but I'm not, I'm not upset that, 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 you know, we're in the situation we are in right now. It just whets the appetite and, and the focus for more. Uh, and, and this is the only time you can really be greedy, collectively greedy. We want more. Uh, I'm not talking selfishly individually. I'm talking about collectively. We want more of this and we're going to, do what it takes to get it. You know, the guy that I felt the, the most uh, bad for was Joseph Asai because here's a guy that, you know, you you know more than anybody. You coach the kid every day. And, and we've talked, you know, a few times about the character of this kid. What a great kid. What an intelligent kid. What a football player. He's having a really good football game. And that, you know, that one play – um, unfortunately is, you know, it's like, that's what everybody's going to remember. Everybody's reacting to, 
Um, and if there's a, a guy that will be able to somehow work through it and get over it, I know it, it's, it's Joseph Asai, but give, give, give us insight into your perspective on, on Joseph Asai and, um, you know, how he handled that and how he played this season and what you think of him. Well, I think a couple of things. One, I think he's a terrific young man, and uh, it starts with that. His makeup, his he's a genuine guy. I mean, he's a real man, and he's a guy that uh, that puts his body and soul into what what he's doing on a daily basis. Uh, in addition to being a pretty good athlete, right? And, uh, and and here's what I would say: a couple of things. Number one, this season he got better and better. And by the way, this was his first real season. Right. He, he didn't couldn't play as a rookie because of the injury he sustained in the in the first preseason game last year against. Tampa Bay. Yep. He couldn't do much in the offseason because he had operations to fix those things. So he really wasn't able to play football or work out and do things until actually the very end of training camp. So this was his rookie year. And even this year, as he went on, you know, he still was had some some uh, injury uh, restrictions, if you will. He played mm-hmm. this season with a wrist that was still bothering him and also a shoulder. And, and so those but he got better every week. You could see it in the meetings. You could see it in practice. You could see it in the game, the increase in confidence, the increase in production in this play. And so I, he is an ascending young man, number one. Number two, uh, he puts his, his heart into it. He's going to give you everything he's got from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. And, you know, you could see that when when he felt the, the weight of the world on that play, which to my eye still is, a questionable call. It was tremendous effort on his part, yep. which he, of which he was giving all game long. He's trying to win this game. So I got th- that part of it's a known for him. He's an effort filled young man, but his response speaks volumes on his care for this team and his teammates. He didn't want to let anyone down. And, and so uh, I turn that, I take that as a, are you kidding? What a phenomenal kid, the, the weight that he felt and the, he, the anguish that he felt, based on his perception of what went down is, is tremendous. That's the guy you want. And you don't want a guy that would kind of just blow it off or hold yep. him. I mean, and, and so I'd love him deeply for all before and all since. And so we're blessed to have him and he's going to be a young man. It's I think going to be a, a, a very consistent contributor here, both as a person and player. And then the ripple effect a little bit of, of that, um, you know, Jermaine Pratt barked at him a little bit emotionally, and right? You know, that happens. I mean, that you, that's, you're in the heat of the battle. And right away, though, you know, he got up in front of the entire media like Joseph Asai did. I thought Joseph Asai was like, he stood right up and said, all right, you know, and he was emotional and understandably so. But, you know, he faced the music, you know, like a like a, a pro's pro. He was, he was phenomenal, I thought. And then Pratt gave him an... A, he apologized to a sign and then he basically told the media, you know, my bad, uh, you know, I I've apologized to him. You know, I know that was caught on a video and, um, and to, and to he, he, hear and see him respond the way he responded to see BJ Hill right next to him in the yeah. locker room after the, after the, you know, during his presser saying, you know, I know what this is like. I missed a sack that if I didn't miss, you know, it could have had a difference in a football game. I know what this kid's feeling. He was right next to him. Like, like his bodyguard, you know, and, and I'm thinking, man, this is a special football team. And you could see it even in the most, you know, the darkest adversity, you know, guys are stepping up and doing things like that. That speaks volumes. No, I mean, 
what else do you need to see? I mean, I mean, it, I see it every day. Thank God, because I have the privilege to be here. The care that these guys have, and and, and the world saw it. And and so uh, that is, the, I mean, there's no that that is the true uh, foundation and the true heart of this team that you that everybody's had a chance to witness. And praise God for it. I mean, it's just it's it's tremendous. And so that's why this is such a a great team and organization to be a part of. And that's why you uh, saw so many players saying, I can't, I want to be here. I'm, you know, I'm invested in it. I care about it. I, you know, I mean, we all want to be someplace that that we hope to be someplace where we feel terrific about it. And then these young men feel about it here. And, And the other good news on that is the ripple effect across the league. It's like, players talk to each other, you know, oh, yeah. and, and other players, Hey, that's Cincinnati, man. That's, that's, that's a destination. That, that, that's, well, that's one of the places you want to go in the national football league now, you know, and that wasn't, hasn't always been the case, you know, but with, with, with Joe Burrow and, and what you guys have going on uh, as a football team and an organization, in the Cincinnati Bengals, man, it is like, that's one of the ones you, you, you check. Okay. Where would I like to go? Oh, Cincinnati check. That's one of them. There's, there's no, no two ways about it. Without a doubt. And again, that's a, a reflection of the people here. Yep. From the personnel people, from the ownership, from the team, from the coaching staff. I mean, from the marketing, everybody. This has been a phenomenal. I mean, it's an exciting time in Cincinnati. I mean, you can, I mean, you. I've never seen more gear out in public in my lifetime yeah. than what I'm seeing right now. In fact, right. I'm out wearing it. Some guys are trying to get it off me. I mean, you know, from my point of there's people trying to get gear. You walk around, you see orange everywhere. You see, I, if I had a nickel for every time somebody gave me a who day, shoot, I might own the Bahamas by now. So my point, my my point to you, it is a it, it is a thriving, alive uh, situation here in Cincinnati, and where people are who daying, as we like to say. You're exactly right, Coach. I mean, the entire region. And, and even nationally, I mean, this franchise has picked up a lot of national and international fans. I mean, there are fans. I know there are fans in England. I've I've talked to some of those fans, and there are fans all over the, all over the all over the world. Um, and it's 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 a remarkable phenomenon. There's there's no two ways about it. That's we we've heard people go, hello, who day? You know, they'll be, they'll be out there. there's no question. They're all over the place. And, I, and I'll share this with you. But again. Uh, I mean, we, I, my son is, is working. He's a, a naval officer. He's in the DC area. Wow. And he, he's at a, in a, a bar, uh, a month ago. And this place is all Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I'm going, you kidding me? I, I thought it was so far from here. This place is packed with Bengals people. We, you talk about, they like to talk about certain teams being America's team. Uh, this team is, is clearly, uh, in the, in the, the focus or the target of being America's team and, and amen to that, because I think people see the, the quality of the people, the players, the, the st- what, what this organization is all about. And dang it, you want to be around something that's successful and it's fun and it's got juice. And that's what Cincinnati football is right now. Coach. I mean, look, looking at you and, and, and talking and uh, it, there's just a couple of things. Give me a, they got to beat us and give me a, they're 13 and two. I mean, no, those two things are probably iconic, you know, this season. I mean, and, and, and you are the, the integral part of, they got to beat us. And, um, they got to play. Uh, no, it's, they got to play us. There you go. It's not, beat us. we got to play. They got to play us. And then, you know, but, but no, Zach coach Taylor put together a tremendous, uh, you know, he talks to the team and gives 
excellent messages. And obviously the, the playoffs one was before we played Tennessee and, and it was perfect. And as far as that's concerned, and then, right. you know, we had the challenge to go into play in, in Buffalo in the playoffs where they have a, a tremendous home record of 13 right. and one. And the goal was for it to become 13 and two. And, and he led them to doing that. So it's a, uh, geez, I mean, uh, it, the direction is very clear. There is no gray in where we want, you know, who we want to be, uh, where we want to go and how we're going to get there. It's all there. So talk about the defensive football team, the year this defense had, I mean, um, seven straight quarters. It was record without allowing a touchdown. I mean, uh, there's just so many things. Five five straight quarters with a with a takeaway going into the end of the season, the playoffs. You know, but when you had to have plays, this defensive football team stepped up and made plays. Takeaways at the most vital times at the end of the game. You know, uh, New England's in the low red zone. You force the fumble. You know, it, it it goes on and on. Uh, Kelsey in the regular season, Pratt yanks that ball out of there at the end after after a big play by Kelsey. Those are just a couple of good, and of course, Sam Hubbard, I mean, the iconic 98-yard uh, fumble return for a touchdown that, you know, Pratt and, and Logan Wilson forced the fumble, and away goes Sam. What is it about this football team? What is it about the never say die, never give up on it, never quit? I mean, this team has it in spades defensively, doesn't it? Without a doubt. And and again, once again, that's a tribute to the starts with the, co the coaches and the players. Uh, they the, the, the plan is worked hard on in terms of the game plan on a weekly basis led by coach Anna Rumo and the rest of the staff. And then the players work like crazy in practice and in meetings to uh, learn the plan, to rep the plan. And then they go out into the field with, with, I think a, a very good dose of confidence uh, to execute the plan. And then I think there's great communication with coaches and players in terms of adjustments that may have to be made, whether it be a technique or a scheme during the course of the game, halftime and all the way through. And, and it's not by accident. These guys practice that way. That, and that's, that's how it works. You know, it's uh, the pathway to execution is paved with repetition. You've got to do it. So you, there's no hesitation. You play instinctively. And uh, these players have bought into that. They're mature. They, they understand that. And they de kind of demand that of one another. And, and then, then that's where that care goes in. They're going to find a way to make the play to help their buddy. And they're not going to let their buddy down. So, I mean, uh, there, there's a whole bunch of checks boxes, if you will, on things that are important, the ingredients, the directions, the, uh, the way that you, you win, this team has got it and, and they're building on that. So that's, what's really exciting. You know, it's, um, you, you know, you have something special when you have meetings with the coaches and the game plans installed and all that. But then when the linebackers are meeting as a group, the defensive backs are meeting as a group, the D line is, and, and they're, they're taking it to another level. You know, and making sure uh, individually and collectively as a position group, they got they have it down, and they're they're going through. Okay, if they come out in this formation and they motion to this, what are we doing, and what do we got going? That's when you say, "Wow, this this football team's serious about what's going on out there." Well, they are serious, and and like I said, it's not by accident. They're they're willing to put in the preparation time to to be able to play at a high level, and that's what you have to do if you're if you. You know, we're in it to win it. We're not in it to just show up. We're in it to win it. And these guys understand the commitment that's necessary, not only in this building, but also at home and studying that type of thing. And you would see it. You know that it's not going on. We know that it is going on by, by virtue of how they 
are in meetings, how they are in practice, how they are obviously in games. So it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a great uh, collective effort that's going on right now. One that's very much part fun to be a part of. So, like we talked about, when when a team, an organization, and a team has success, mm-hmm. um, people notice around the league, and the construction of the of the football team in terms of player personnel is going to be different. Sometimes it is as a coaching staff as well. And you mentioned Lou. As a defensive coordinator, he's interviewing in Arizona. Brian Callahan's interviewing in Arizona. He had a second interview with the Indianapolis Colts. Brian Callahan did, you know, and deservedly so. I mean, that the people are going to, hey, I want a part of that. That's a successful operation. I, I, I want to, I want a piece of that. Sure. Um, and you've been around this business for a long time, Coach. You, you understand all the ins and outs of that. Yeah. You, you have to deal with it. Um, but there, there's. There's good to that, obviously, and then I guess there's adjustments that have to be made, and it's just part of the process, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's one that you you know, in some respects, you do look forward to because you want people to uh, to be able to to move forward if they choose to, and to move up in their career and get opportunities. And it's one you also don't look forward to players and coaches like because it you hate to lose someone uh, based on what their contributions have been. So it's a tough, it's kind of a tough deal. Uh, but it is what goes on. I mean, it's, things are constantly moving. We're not stagnant. We're trying to get better. They're trying to get better. Players trying to get better. Coaches trying to get better. So that's unfor- that. fortunately and unfortunately, I guess you could say it's part of the business and you have to be ready to do it. It's funny because it's like, uh, it's like fishing. You know, if you and I were fishing and we're catching a bunch of fish and there was a couple boats away, should, uh, sh- shortly they'd come over and try to get in our throw right where we are. Well, that's how... That's how these teams are in terms of trying to get the fish. They're trying to get the big fish coach or a big fish player. And we are too. So I mean it's it's not like we're sitting there and you know giving everything away. We're gonna try right. to take, we're gonna try to take and hold on to too. So uh, it's it's a dynamic time. That's a that's a good thing. I think it, it it's gonna uh, continue to open up ways to get better for this team and and for the individuals involved. So coach, if if you had to pick one thing and maybe that's unfair, but maybe a couple or whatever. What does this defense do best? What, what What is it that jumps out to you about this defensive football team you guys have all put together? I think as much as anything, they they play hard, uh, yeah. which, which has got to be probably the first and foremost ingredient. But secondly, they're problem solvers. Uh, they're yeah. mature enough and smart enough to be yeah. able to uh, understand and communicate so that adjustments can be made if necessary to uh, improve the play. And, and that's a good thing. They're, they're a group that, uh, you know, you can constructively coach and they don't withdraw. Uh, they want, they want, they want more. They're greedy about being good collectively, uh, which I love. They're hungry to do that. And, and they're, and they're mature about that. And that takes a, uh, that's an important ingredient you, the, the, and the leadership that, that this group's got. I mean, in my career, you know, you're always saying, boy, uh, or sometimes you're, sometimes you've been in situations where, boy, I wish we had this a little bit more leader at this spot or a little bit more here, a little bit more here in terms of leadership. Well, this team's got it. And, and, and they've, and it's also, I think a credit to the staff and they're, they've kind of uh, uh, nurtured leadership and, and, and leaders aren't born, you, you, I, I believe. I think you, you develop them, and, and there's a good growth process of that going on here. And so I think the com- components of playing hard, of, of, of being uh, 
mature enough to handle and understand and contribute to adjustments and corrections, and then the leadership to execute is are the components. You know, I, I, I agree a hundred thousand percent with what you're talking about, about leaders. Um, it's like, why does, why, why does a position only have to have one leader? Why can't you have two or three in every position? I mean, why, why, why leave it all up to one guy, put it on one guy's shoulder? Why can't everybody else step up and, and do the same things that you're seeing that guy do, you know, make it a contagious thing. And the better teams that I've played on, that's the case. It's like, you know, it's almost like, I don't want to be the only guy that's not a leader. You know, it's, yeah. everybody steps up and tries to add to the equation. You know, that, that's when you get something cooking. Right. That's when you got something cooking. And, and this group's got that going right now. And, and, you know, on both sides of the football, I mean, there's, there's great leadership. And, and I think again, the selection of the people, not just the athlete, but the person, the total man, if you will, that's been brought in here has been very, very good in all those places. I mean, you know, I mean, our quarterback coach, or Joe Burrow, you know, he's got the maturity of a guy that's been in the league for 20 years. Right. And, and, you know, I, I affectionately call him Butkus. He's so damn tough, you know, and, and but he's, <laughs> he's a, a fierce competitor. He's a poised competitor. He's demonstrated as a young player, a, a, a mode, a style of leadership. Everybody can't be like Joe. Everybody's got to be in their own way, but they've got similar traits and components coupled with their own, uh, personality. I mean, and we've got it across the board. I mean, at, at every spot, you look into the defensive line, you've got DJ readers, but done an outstanding job as a leader and as a player, DJ yep. Hill, the same. I mean, those two guys inside, uh, Sam Hubbard, Trey on the outside, the guys at linebacker, Logan and Pratt in their way, you know, they're both different personalities, but they yep. lead by more of their way. Some lead by vocally, uh, in the back end, I mean, my gosh, you've got, you know, wh whether it's Mike Hilton, whether it's Jesse Bates, whether it's Vaughn Bell. I mean, you look at these guys, they're, they're legitimate uh, pros. I mean, uh, Vaughn Bell's in here at five in the morning, every day working out. I mean, I, like nobody, there's others, many others like that. But I see the old line come in as a group all the time. And, and you know, whether it's led by Ted Karras, I would say, but there's other guys that are, you know, working hard to be in that in that position too. So, I mean, it's a, thank God. I mean, it's not like we're, you know, we're, we're foraging to find a leader. We've got them here and we're trying to continue to see their growth. So coach, uh, the senior bowl coming up <laughs> here, here we go. I mean, you guys are probably uh, trying to, trying to compress 48 hours into 24 hours as you always do, but even now, even more so now with here, here comes the off season because the season extended went, you know, pretty long, about as long as you can go other than the Super Bowl participant, sure. obviously. That's and right. uh, now you get ready for getting uh, up to speed with the, the college uh, guys and going to the, the senior bowl and, and getting ready for the combine and the draft and all that good stuff. And here you go again, right? Yeah. No, here, here you go again. The beauty of, of uh, participation in the playoffs, though, first and foremost, before we leave that is that it's continued development. I mean, we've had, you know, these weeks and these, game opportunities to continue to develop our current team to, right. they're all getting steeped in more and more experience and then yeah as we as we speak right now i mean I'm, i've literally got the uh, a list of guys that, that are going to be that i think are i think are probably going to go to the combine and and then a list of free agents and and so we're starting to finish the critique of this year and then now shift into evaluation uh, uh, time period and where that this is how again you can improve your team 
And so we're looking to do that relative to the draft process and also free agency. And that'll go on for the next couple of months. And then uh, once that's assembled, then we get the team back and, you know, it's just a kind of a cyclical year that you're going through right now, heavy into evaluation. Well, coach, I want to thank you for spending so much time with us. I know, I know you are busy and to carve uh, the time that you have for us means a lot. And like I said earlier, you're, you're a hell of a man and in the national football league and football in general is a much better sport because you've been a part of it for as long as you have. It's uh, people like you are make the game great and really, really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you and I appreciate the opportunity to be with you and, and what you do for, for football and certainly the Cincinnati Bengal football is, is unparalleled. We deeply appreciate what you do. You're, you're the heart and you're the soul of this team as far as that's concerned, and nobody could do it any better. So we appreciate you. Coach, you're the best. Thanks very much. Have the best offseason you've ever had, and I know you will. Because you know what? Your mindset is every single day you have the best day you've ever had. That's that's Coach Mark Duffner in a nutshell right there. Well, we're trying to do that. Appreciate that very much. Who day? Who day? At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You know, yeah. you know gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.